Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis Dahl. And my name is Barbara Wojan. We are at episode number 43. Did you know that in less than 10 episodes, we're going to hit number 52, which will complete our first full year? Wow. That's pretty amazing that it's sneaking up on us so quick. And by the time this episode comes out, the Great Vision 21 meeting will all be over. We're actually recording this the weekend before because finding time for Barb and I to record during the meeting... And then getting it edited and then getting it online by Monday is just a little bit too much. Yeah, Elvis doesn't have enough to do, so he's going to be editing and talking. (laughs) I'm going to be partying. Elvis is going to be editing, which is really not that fair. Sorry, Elvis. (laughs) So you're going to have to wait until next week to find out if one of us might have had a fireball-induced embarrassing moment. (gasps) And you're also, hold on, you're also going to have to find (laughs) out if one of us won the Ivoclar donated motorcycle which i got a ton of tickets for which i'm so excited so oh there you go there's lots of exciting events that's that's my number one i want to see if i get that bike are you bringing your leather vest and leather chaps no but i'm bringing my sister she's a lot of fun (laughs) so if you want to find out if anything embarrassing happened at visions 21 and you don't want to wait till next week's episode Be sure to head over to the Voices from the Bench Facebook page, because I'm sure I'm going to capture as many embarrassing fireball moments I can find on my phone and post them on our Facebook page. And just to clarify, (laughs) I never do anything embarrassing in uh, Vegas. It's definitely a a very professional environment, but I'm there to work. Sure. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We continued last week's interview with Valerie Berger and Pam Johnson from IDT Magazine. It's one thing to talk about the magazine, but it's much more exciting talking about all the good they do because of the magazine. Mm -hmm. Events like the IDT International Digital Denture Symposium, the Women in Dental Technology Breakfast, and sponsoring events for the Foundation of Dental Laboratory Technology. These two ladies deserve the spotlight for what they have done. So let us continue with Valerie and Pam. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. And how to project the future and how to prepare for the future through a managing that process, I think is going to become more and more vital. Mm-hmm. You see an awful lot of lab owners that sit at the bench a lot in our industry. And I think you're right. I think it's important for them to partner up with someone with a more business sense of mind to uh, accomplish a greater good. Yeah, exactly. So when I was doing some research, I was looking at your website. Do you guys have control over the website? Yes, we do have control over that. We try to our best to populate it with both current content as well as unique to the website content. But yeah, it's really a another snapshot of mm-hmm. to the industry where you can get information whether you want to download an ebook or you want to get CE, either take a test from the magazine or participate in one of our webinar opportunities. There's a library of research, of of archived articles, of 
IDT, as well as Inside Dentistry and Compendium, product search, news information. So it's really a whole another user experience to, to help the industry get information uh, of interest. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised about the amount of content found on it. I, I was really shocked on how much I could find and see and do. And I even downloaded a few ebooks, and I'm looking forward to Good checking them out. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, the ebooks are, are something you know they're kind of new in the past two years or so, and it's it's really an exciting way for a manufacturer to get their information out there, whether they want it to be educational focused and, and offer up a case or you can include videos or you can include uh, really it's it's a kind of a custom supplement done in a digital style to be interactive we're finding that videos are very successful for advertisers or for for really anybody you see that little triangle and it's really hard not to to push it to watch the video um, so that's really the whole idea behind the website is to offer a whole platform of ways to experience and download different information. Well, we know from our point of view that getting the message out there, people will come and they'll download and they'll check it out. And uh, so Elvis always turns me on a new thing. So I will definitely be checking it out, especially the ebooks. Yeah, the ebooks are very well done and do have some interesting topics to offer. What's the latest one on? Um... Is it the future of the, the the future of dental technology or something of, along that nature that I thought was really good? And then also we put up their uh, the shop and compare charts every November is our annual right. iNavigator, which is somewhat of a buyer's guide, and we cover all the technology categories uh, that are relevant to the industry with shop and compare charts. And it's one of the highest traffic areas of our site, especially around this time, because our readers are looking to make year-end buying or purchasing decisions. And it's a great way to compare if you're looking for a scanner or you're looking for a 3D printer, all the different attributes in a line and, and actually compare your what would be the best option for, for your lab. Is it ratings based or is it just like hard no. fat? No, okay. No, okay. no, no, no. That's no. a slippery slope, Barrow. No, I get it. I get it. We're not no. going to take that, but there, it's, there's the, about 12 or 13. Well, they'll have different. Yeah, I was going to say the manufacturers. What we do is we survey the manufacturers and they tell us, you know, what applications this particular machine or technology applies to, you know, is it mm -hmm. for milling full contour crowns and uh, denture bases, you know, that sort of thing, try-in bases. And so we rely on them to give us this information. That way, uh, it is true comparison uh, from the manufacturer so that it's not, there's no bias in it whatsoever, except for their bias, of course, sure. but that is just fact. It's not like consumer reports. <laughs> no, no, no. It is yeah. not. And the new one will be out in November. So we're about two weeks away from, from publishing the the, uh, the next edition. Is it ready or are you going to? It's been sent to the printer. We'll put okay. it that way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how this stuff works. I figure you finish it the night before and then you hit send. And then, and then <laughs> well, I get I, it in the mail the next day. And I, that's how I figure right, it just works. Right. <laughs> <It's> turn, yep. <laughs> Turnkey. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so my next question would be for you ladies is about the women in dental technology, which is something I'm extremely fond of and I've been to many times. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Why did you start it? Obviously, it's a passion for you both, and, and I love it, but can you just kind of give us a little bit of background? Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, really, Sam and I have thought about this a lot, and we just uh, were knocking around ideas and, and came up with the idea of why don't we just start this? Yeah, uh, and I think we were I think we were taken as we worked together, we were going to different events together we're you know going to see manufacturers together and we were so you know impressed by the number of women there are women executives women lab owners women you know dental technology professionals and we were hidden you know mm-hmm. and i say that not because these as professionals you're not recognized but it's a male dominated industry and so the females kind of get you know, not as noticed and not as recognized. And that was one of the things that struck us. Yeah. So we we wanted to create a platform where we could all get to know each other in an informal basis and maybe uh, bring in some fun type of presentation or learning experience. And we do this uh, pre-midwinter in Chicago because it's nice when you, you start off the, you have a kickoff and then Throughout the next couple of days, you bump into to these women that you met and spent some time together and you don't feel so isolated. And I know that there's friendships that have been developed and people can have someone to either reach out to with a question or just develop a friendship. and, and or mentorship. Yeah, even. exactly. So we've been doing it for a couple of years and we, we're hoping that it we can evolve it into something greater. It's really just been a time resource sort of thing where we're trying to figure out a way to develop some sort of give back. And everybody that comes wants to be involved and they want to do more. So we will absolutely be hosting it again Uh, in 2019. We're working on the details now. So Look for that to come, and anybody that wants to to be a part of it certainly can. We welcome it. I believe, Pam, you started a Facebook page on it, right? I did, although it's not very active, I must admit. Uh, And it's invitation only, so that we approve of the women. Well, there are actually more than women who want to join that, but they are not allowed. Um, So we knew. So we we approve uh, those requests. And however, there is not a lot of traffic on the. Facebook page, I must say. Yeah, so is, far, we're really working at trying to revamp yeah. it. We really, we really enjoy it, and we want more people to be a part of it, and it's just about figuring out the next step, because last year, I think we had, like, maybe 60 people yeah, came or, or more. Oh. It was, I think, around it was, it was wonderful, and we interviewed some of the women, brought a videographer, and in some of these, I remember... Jessica Burrell. Uh, her interview was oh, just so heart- wonderful and heartfelt and and uh that's really why we do it is is uh we'll have to send you the link to that video because it was great it was i have seen that video and i it's definitely amazing and i echo the passion and the way that she delivers it and everyone that i've been it just seems like it's growing and growing and growing and you're getting these amazing speakers 
and you've got all these powerful, this powerful energy in a room and it's just amazing. So that's pretty much why I, why, why I ask because I know it's important to you guys, but, but it's important to all of us as well. I mean, it's just an amazing thing that you brought. Yeah. And I think what we need to do is to figure out a platform that is for us, mm-hmm. you know, for the women in dental technology and one that has more, a, a greater reach than just the 80 people, you know, that come. So that uh, is sort of somewhere in the development stage and trying to figure out how we do that. We're also getting interest from women on the clinical side. So they've heard about this and they feel that it's really of something of interest and fun and excitement. Yeah, and that's outside of, you know, there's a, an association called Women in Dentistry and this is outside of that. So we are flattered that they are contacting us or coming to this event. And I like that idea of being, again, we have manufacturers, laboratories, and dentists all in the same room mm-hmm. together. Absolutely. I hate to make this all about us, Elvis, but it's true because every, every time I see, you know, um, some of these larger meetings and you see the speakers and you've got like 10 men speakers and zero females and it's like, damn, I know there's a lot of us out there that want to get out there and want to speak, but it's it's definitely a male dominated industry. So I, I just want to say thank you. Well, I wonder who's, you know, is that is that their fault or is that our fault, meaning from the female side? that women are not coming forward is, do you think there is a reluctance there or? I don't know. I I just scratch my head because it's just, you know, you see these, you know, all these male speakers and it's like, darn, you know, we need to, I know that myself and Heather Voss and a couple of, you know, sat down and thought, you know what, we've got to change that. So I I think you guys are. are I agree. I don't know whether it's putting yourself out there or, or what it is, but I feel the same way, Barb, this in the same way with even writers, for publications many of them most of them are are men and i know there are some very talented women in our industry and i would love to entertain articles from them whether it's a master class article whether it's a business article uh, it would be it, it would be wonderful to have input from the female side of our industry. So here's our podcast shout out. Any of you uh, awesome female technicians out there listening to us, please contact us. Let's get let's get our let's get ourselves known. Let's write some articles. Let's start speaking. It's really important. Great. All right, Elvis. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> I want to go on record by saying that the first five solo interviews we did for this podcast were all female. Yay. So there you go. Woo-hoo! There you go. Awesome. We didn't. Our Excellent. first male was Chris Boris, so there you go. <laughs> and even that's debatable. No, I'm just <laughs> it's the same one that's wearing our Voices from the Bench shirts. So yeah. you better be nice. I'm nice to him. I'm nice <laughs> to him. So, yeah, if you could get us a link or something, I'm happy to put it up on our show, and we'll promote it and see if we can get some more people involved with it. I think it's great. All right. Absolutely. As soon as we get more information, we'll share that with you. Absolutely. So from your guys' point of view and, you know, being the publisher of a pretty big magazine in our industry, what are some interesting trends that stand out that we haven't already talked about? 
trends in publishing or trends in the industry? Let's go with industry because publishing is confusing to me because really I thought (laughs) thought you hit a button, I got a magazine. I mean, come on. We don't want to keep you confused, Elvis. (laughs) Too late. It's it's interesting. You're you, you know I think most of the trends, the major trends, have been major trends now for maybe the past five years. You know when you look at major market segments, mm-hmm. um, I think the the fastest growing markets right now are ortho implants, digital dentistry, of course. You know for lab owners, one of the things that I just uh, talked about at a Densply Serona or Densply Implants, I'm sorry, meeting in Boston is the new generation of dentists and how different they are, the millennial generation, and there are 92 million of them. Ugh. I mean, yay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, how different they are than the previous generations. And what does that mean for the lab owner and in terms of how they communicate with that dentist, how they approach that dentist from a business standpoint, from a team standpoint, where are those dentist insecurities? And uh, we pinpointed from a ADA, an ADEA uh, survey of seniors uh, that they feel most vulnerable in, in the same exact market growth areas that are showing the greatest increases. So they feel insecure in ortho and implants and digital dentistry and in, uh, occlusion, which is kind of a strange one. But those young dentists are going to want to buy their products differently. They're going to want to communicate differently. So uh, I think that's one thing that I see that's going to change how laboratories approach what they do and how they do it as something that's completely outside the the box. And one other thing I will say is there's huge opportunity, not only in, in those arenas, but also what we're seeing is that a digital platform invites new types of business models. And it's something we're going to be talking about in January in our feature. And it's not just exclusive to our industry or I mean to the laboratory industry, but also these new business models are creeping into the clinical side too. But it's a different frontier that I think laboratory owners need to kind of think about, which just may, they may start steaming out of their ears saying, no, no more. I don't want to think about another type of thing that I have to do or something else to explore. Um, but it's an interesting trend. Right. right? The, the influx of dentists entering and the opportunities for labs. Yes. Because I know for one, I text more doctors oh, so than do I, I call. So do I. Exactly. When I was looking at the trend, you know, what uh, the millennials, how they like to communicate, it's through some sort of digital source. They want to be a team member. They want to be connected. So they have all of the attributes that make for a great dentist laboratory partnership. And so hopefully in understanding that generation, laboratory owners can figure out ways to better connect, better service them, and bring that partnership uh, type of relationship 
to forward and not let it, you know, and, and not let it be the vendor customer sort of relationship. It's been so much in the past. I agree. I actually had a doctor one time try to FaceTime me. I, I don't think I answered. I didn't want to. <laughs> it was awkward. It was awkward. <laughs> well, you better get used to it, Elvis. I guess. I guess. I FaceTime my docs all the time. Text, FaceTime. Do you, you really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They, it's instant. You wow. know, they want to make sure you're there at the other end. It makes communicating, in my opinion, a lot easier because, you know, they're dentists and they're busy. Uh, and so are we. And sometimes you just can't get them off the, off the chair. I like to look at the face, you know, I mean, I like to look at the person I'm talking with. I agree so much, Barb, even with, with any kind of, uh, since Pam and I both work remote, it's really difficult when you're on a lot of conference calls and you don't get to see, you know, their facial reactions in the connection. So I am all for the FaceTime, um, you know, depending, I got to be, it has to be on be my ready. calendar. It can't be like <laughs> in the morning and having my coffee, but that's a trend that's going to happen where most meetings now are going to be FaceTime. I agree. I don't know if we'll ever take the show video because I kind of like the audio only, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like the ability to edit the audio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it too, but <laughs> so you mentioned that you work remotely. Are you based out of somewhere? Are you guys in different states? No, no, no. We're both in the Chicago area, but we do work out of our homes. I, I live far north. Mm-hmm. I'm a stone throw from the Wisconsin border, uh, right on Lake Michigan. And Valerie is downtown. But our main office is out is in Newtown, Pennsylvania. Right. So the majority of our 50 plus team works out of Newtown. So I travel quite a bit. I, I travel there as well as, you know, all around. Mm-hmm. So I'm rarely ever home based. And then when Pam and I want to get together to collaborate, we, we meet in the middle and have lunch or right. Sure. Right. Or do yeah. podcasts. Yeah, which we appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, anytime. So what I really want to touch upon, and which I'm always thankful for, is how much you guys give back to the dental lab industry. Barb and I are big fans of the Race of the Future, and I know you guys were platinum level, which I don't know what that means, but I know it must be a lot because it's platinum. So why do you guys feel it's so important to give back to the industry? Well, of course. I mean, yes, that's always been one of our key missions with starting the magazine is we want to benefit the industry. And and certainly there's there's a lot of need and there's a lot of ways that we can do that by being the media and and having such a a wide reach we felt it important so when when the foundation race started of course we we wanted to be a big part of it now be please valerie is being very uh, humble here (laughs) (laughs) because she and uh stewart were the two that really came up with the idea and the idea took off and, uh, of course, we think it's a great way to raise money for the foundation, for education, for grants, for our industry. And we hope, you know, everyone participates, not only on the field, but in contributing uh, to this event. 
and I, I, I see the results of it. And uh, I see the enthusiasm that's been created. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I was definitely going to say, I didn't know if Elvis knew that as well, but I remember, (laughs) I remember, and you know, I've been in in every race and I think you guys, Valerie, you've been in every race and Pam, you and I raced together one year and, you know, we're up to almost a hundred thousand dollars, you know, this past year that we raced. So that's amazing, Barb. Well, Barb, you're the rock right. star. You That's are right. the, the biggest uh, fundraiser out there. So, <laughs> so hats off to you. And it's a great example uh, yeah. for, for all of us, for sure. Well, I love it. I love the idea. I love it. I'm so happy that you you guys came up with it. I uh, Next year, you know, hopefully we'll get to see each other and we get to race or um, root each other on. But, so, yeah, I just uh, it's pretty amazing. You went from zero to $100,000. And, Barb, has it not helped there are several people I know in the industry who were not nearly as physically fit as they are now. (laughs) (laughs) Always a positive. Yeah. That's great. So I didn't know you started the idea Valerie. That's interesting. I had no idea. Well, it it was, uh, I recall Stuart Steinbach and I at, at a show in California, sitting down, having coffee, and we're both somewhat outdoor athletes. And Mm -hmm. I said, wouldn't it be great to develop something we can all participate and have it be a give back opportunity? Originally it started out as like a 5K. Right. I was thinking a 5K run. And then before I knew it that day, other people were coming up to me saying, now here we're going to do this and it's going to be a triathlon and I'm like wow (laughs) that really you know grew telephones so to speak so the idea yes uh, I was a part of that and and how it grew into a triathlon I'm not sure I I, I think that was that was somewhat steward yeah no I know how it developed is because we thought that we could create our own race and have it at every single meeting. So at the Florida meeting or the Eastern Conference, we would have a 510K. And as we explored it with organizers of these events, it became very clear that it was going to cost us a mint to do if we were trying to do this on our own. That's when it said, okay, then we'll join another existing race. race. And the ones that are most prevalent and the easiest to get to are our triathlons. No, I, sure. I'm not sure how it evolved to the triathlon, <laughs> to tell you the truth, but it did. And, and it, it's exciting because it's, it's very uh, a challenge for sure for people that are very well uh, in great shape, as well as those of us that are continue to try. But uh, I guess that's why it's called a triathlon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> T-R-Y. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's been a nice thing. And our company, Aegis, is a, a big supporter of this as well. So to answer your platinum sponsorship question, yeah. they are us um, 100% and, and believe in the lab industry. And what we also do during the year is we have a giving back issue to try to shed light on the people who are not just us as a publication, but others in the industry who are giving back to the industry in some way. So again, you're given so much uh, when you belong to an industry from others that it's nice to be able to you know, to do something for the less fortunate or for another laboratory or another laboratory owner who's having problems. There's so many ways 
that people in our industry are helping others. Yeah, that must be a hard decision to make who you feature as your big givers because there's so many. Well, there's so many, but they're very humble and they don't talk about it a lot. They we really don't. don't. Not as easy as you would think. <laughs> we get nominations and, and uh, that's kind of where we go through on there. But I mean, even just the social media buzz of people helping out with the hurricane relief right. and all that has been phenomenal. So exciting to be a part of a group of people that really wants to help their own as well as others. Right. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, sharing your story of IDT and where you're at now and all the great things you guys do. I mean, I read your magazine every month. I love Me it. Too. Appreciate you guys uh, coming on the show. Well, thank you, Elvis and Barb. I mean, this was a great experience, and I really enjoyed this. My first podcast, and I really and I really enjoyed it. Lots of fun. Yeah, ours too. We've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you. So a huge thank you to Valerie and Pam for not only the interview, but the support of the podcast and our industry. Thanks, ladies. You're amazing. I want to mention, for those of you who don't get the magazine, it's free. So head over to the website and subscribe. Now, this interview was recorded a few months ago, and at the time, the Women in Dental Technology Breakfast was not finalized. But Valerie has sent us an invitation to post on VoicesFromTheBench.com for all the female listeners to check out and email if they're interested in signing up. Maybe after the event on February 21st, Barb will let us know all about it. Yep. For some reason, I'm not invited. So sorry. Sorry about your luck. So check out this episode's show notes for all the links. You've been going for a couple years, haven't you? I do believe that I went to the inaugural one, and it's been amazing Ooh. ever since. Better speakers, better venues. Yes, it's awesome. We love it. And what type of breakfast food? Are we talking hot foods, or are we talking... Yes, like we're talking that? hot food. Ah. Eggs, bacon, pancakes, coffee, you name it. Ugh. Are you jealous? I am a little jealous. Good. Do you think I could drag my way in there? No. No. I don't. My wife says I'd make an ugly woman, so there you go. You're either in or you're out, so you can't come. <laughs> you're not even for the podcast. I'm sorry, but, oh. you know, it is what it is. Those are the rules. I understand. Okay. We still love you, though. I hope so. I also noticed that IDT has started doing a new station type show once a week called IDT Weekly. They must not have had it on the plan when we interviewed them a couple months ago. You can find it on their website. It's hosted by Jason Mazda, and they're just a couple minutes long, but it's a nice way to get a quick update on what's happening on their website, their events, highlights of the current issue. As of this episode's recording, there's only been one IDT Weekly, but I hope they do a lot more. I actually really kind of liked it. So thanks again, Valerie and Pam, for all of what you do and what IDT Magazine does for our industry. Thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate your magazine. So next week, we are off to Voices of Dentistry in Scottsdale, looking to network with some fellow dental podcasters. You know, I started listening to podcasts put out by dentists long before we started Voices from the Bench, and I still do. I encourage everyone in the dental laboratory technology industry and who listen to podcasts to check out some of the ones put out by dentists. I have found that it's helped me in talking to the clinical staff and made me better at marketing to them. Of course, only listen to them after you listen to ours. Bingo. Hopefully you guys got that after.
you listen to ours. Because we're dental technicians and they're dentists. And there is a difference. We're more important. We're better. (laughs) All right, everyone. Look out for some future episodes with people we spoke to at Visions 21. And see if Barb and I made fools of ourselves recording live face-to-face. Never. Take care. See you next week. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Hasta. Bye. Don't say that. Edit that out.